3: Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. It is I, the Sphinx, returning from a bit of a hiatus, uh, but welcome, listeners. Uh, And, of course, joining us on the show, we have LPJ.
2: Hello, hello, hello. I'm very, very excited for this episode. I got a feeling I'm going to be the only one. And... I I guess I need to
3: provide an apology to this person because he's really had to take on some true shit uh, of some movies uh lately. Hold um, on, hold on. He's picked but, a Robert, lot of these. Um, I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> just just judging by some of these films. Like didn't you just do a JCVD film? There's Yeah, I like, guess who picked like, that, yeah, one? But I, oh. I that one. Not
0: me. Oh, actually see you know what don't forget give too it. much
3: credit forget it then but we do have hovercraft Joe with us
0: oh I thought you were gonna apologize for making me watch this movie which I have some major issues with um but you know we'll we'll get into it I, I do think it's all part of uh, LBJ's plan to get me to quit the podcast by forcing me to like keep picking these movies that nobody likes but him and then and then have to watch them but um I did surprisingly own this one on dvd so that was a bonus for
3: me i think you might want to be embarrassed by that i don't know at the moment (laughs) Uh, um (laughs) and yes of course lpj picked this film because well we'll get to it momentarily but well actually we should say it now because of our guest obviously so we are doing a quote-unquote james bond movie i don't
1: know if i want to call it
2: one but the episode. What? This is definitely a James Bond roundtable episode, and we can't Correct. have a James Bond roundtable without the contractually obligated Craig WK.
1: You didn't. You didn't need me here for this. This is an. <laughs> this is. This is. We didn't do the gun barrel intro. Oh, that, that,
0: that but, I was just gonna say this is already. This is going downhill. That before the episode started, we have to have a debate about whether or not we needed to play the gun barrel music because there gonna was serve a debate.
2: Through. There was no debate. I was I put it up for for a vote, and we all agreed no, it shouldn't be there. No, here's what happened. What happened was
3: Hovercraft Joe's like I don't give a shit, and then Craig and, <laughs> and then Craig and I were like, we absolutely give a shit. The answer is no. That's oh, how that okay. conversation. That is, and, that
2: I, is and I said I, I get I get either argument. I'm totally fine with it.
1: So I will say uh, I am very like LPJ. I am excited to talk about this movie, but for very different reasons
2: than LPJ. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a rough one for me, guys. I, yeah, I, feel I,
3: that- I I am really curious how LPJ is going to... Because he's talked about this fucking oh, movie. I was going to say... Since this show has gone on and we've done a Bond movie, and we have critiqued him over and over again about how fucking dog shit turd of a movie this is. <laughs> so I would love to hear him throughout this episode about how he's going to justify this movie. Well, I, I, day yeah, day. and
0: I was going to say, I think like the origins for doing this episode literally go all the way back to before i was even like a regular co-host when we did that like crazy night where we recorded four episodes it was like two bond movies and the two roundtable discussions um but like somewhere in that like fog of a night it came up how much he lpj liked this movie we're all like you're crazy we're just gonna assume that you're like punch drunk for being up so late but (laughs) it was not the case
2: no I, i make no apologies no apologies Wait I listen, we may be off to a bad start already. We've mentioned what we're doing, right? Like Oh no, we haven't,
0: know, haven't have we <laughs> Oh. oh you you don't have. <laughs> okay, we're doing 1983's Never Say Never again. Now, let's before we get into like our uh, all the stuff, well someone succinctly explain why this movie exists. Like, I feel like we should just get that. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I did, well, I, you know, like not like a half hour's worth of background, sure, but like, I can could, just like up front, because this is kind of an oddball. And like we said, it's not really a James Bond movie, but maybe we should get that out of the way first before we get into the normal. Uh, stuff. Yes.
2: Okay. Is, is
3: it, is it an oddball or is it a thunderball <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we go. <clears throat> yeah. So back when, uh, Back when Ian Fleming was writing all the Bond novels, uh, he worked with Kevin McClory on a story for, you know, what would eventually become the Thunderball movie. Um, so uh, Fleming took all the ideas out of this book that him and out of this out of this kind of concept that him and McClory had come up with, and converted it to his own book Thunderball, and then released it as the movie. <clears throat> well, years later. Um, McClory sued because basically Fleming ripped off all of his ideas, claimed them for his own, and then made a movie about it. Uh and McClory ended up winning the court case. So for a long time, um Ian Fleming and Fleming Productions couldn't use like Spectre or Blofeld or, you know, all kinds of different things associated with Thunderball. Um fast forward years later, nineteen eighty-three or 1980, 81, whenever they were kind of thinking about it. Um, Kevin McClory took that book Thunderball that he now had the rights to, uh, or the idea of it never say, and it became Never Say Never Again the movie, uh, kind of as an fu to Ian Fleming, so that he could kind of start his own version of James Bond. That the idea was he was going to start his own like divergent Bond series using the properties that he had created out of this one book and branch out from there. Um, and that's where this came into play. And then Sean Connery had left years prior and left kind of on bad terms with Ian Fleming and said, oh, yeah, I'll totally be in this movie. And uh, and and showed up kind of back as Bond.
3: Which is kind of where the, the name of the movie came from. Because right. Connery had said after Diamonds Are Forever in 71, uh, he's like, I'll never do a James Bond movie again. And then hence we get the title <laughs> Never Say Never Again. Yep. So...
2: That was that was, um,
0: that, that was good, LPJ. That was a nice uh, explanation of it. Sure,
2: and there's a lot more yeah. to it. You can read up about it. There's a lot. There's a lot. There was a second lawsuit in there too, but there's more to it. But anyway, that's kind of the brief version.
3: I, if I could, I'd like to want, add one other part to it because yeah. I didn't know it until I was doing my research, and I found it fascinating. So when the lawsuit was won he was, and I, I, I found this kind of bizarre. He was given very specific rights of what he was allowed to do for a movie. Cause apparently he worked with uh, someone in the seventies and they wrote a screenplay. And I think it was called like Warhammer or Warhead. And it was bizarre. So it was still this idea of like, it was like planes were being forcibly crashed in the Bermuda Triangle and there was going to be an invasion of New York City. This like army of specter was going to invade Liberty Island and Ellis Island and through the sewers of New York we're going to invade
1: New York City. <laughs> it's a zany villain scheme if ever I heard one. <laughs>
3: right, bizarre as fuck. So they had it pretty much written out and they're like this movie is nowhere near the idea of Thunderball. So he legally was actually not allowed to even make that movie because it was so far away from the script of Thunderball. So the rights that he was given was very, very focused on... It had to be very similar to the movie or to the book, uh, which is almost what we have
1: going on here in this film. So So with this... So with this uh, Warhead movie, there wasn't enough water, and so they decided that it was <laughs> legally, they just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly how it works.
0: That, that, that is the, maybe the one leg up this movie has on Thunderball, that it's got like 50% less water scenes, I feel like.
3: But did you uh, see that they actually brought back the guy that did the water scenes in Thunderball? He does the water scenes in this movie. <laughs>
0: No, no, you're, you're, you're assuming I was way more interested in this movie than I, <laughs> than I was. Um, all right. Let's circle back to the, the start here. So this movie is released on October 7th, 1983. Uh, and, and what is like, I'll, I'll start with kind of my background. Obviously, we've talked about this tons of times before. We're all very into Bond to Bond movies. Um, I, like I said, I, I feel like this is one that maybe I randomly saw on TV or something. I don't know. Like I said, I own a copy of it which is weird because I don't know. I own very So you like it, that. <laughs> no, I think what it was <laughs> is that, like, when I um, when I worked at Sam's Club and I worked in the electronics department, I would constantly just be walking around all day and looking at the movies they had out, and they were always, like, a good deal, and I'm sure I saw this for, like, four bucks, and I was like, oh, I'll buy it. But here's a frustrating thing about it. I went to watch it, and I, I like to watch the movies for the podcast with closed captioning on. Sure, who doesn't, right? Sure. So I, go, I put in the DVD. I'm like, all right, go to turn on closed captioning only gives me options for closed captioning in spanish and french not english i was not happy about it um but anyways so yeah that's it you know it's a bond movie uh i always kind of thought it as a throwaway kind of a weird thing and then we had to start listening to lbj talk about how it was like a hidden gem of bond movies and i was like maybe he was right he was not uh what, <laughs> what about you what about you sphinx Yeah,
3: this is also, I think, just a random watch on TV because I've always shared whenever we do Bond movies that, you know, it was on TBS. They would always do the Bond marathons. But again, let's make this clear because I don't want this to be associated with the real Bond movies. This is not done by Eon Productions. This is not a Broccoli and Saltzman or Wilson or this is not an official Bond movie. So it would never be shown during those Bond marathons because it didn't fit that mold. It wasn't that kind of movie.
0: Um, so yeah, I know I, I, I. Well, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. I feel like this is one know. that I saw like on a Sunday afternoon on like Channel 20 or something. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, I feel like that's when this was
3: aired. And and I I think you're exactly right. And I think I I think when I came across it probably sometime in middle school. Like I didn't know what I was watching, but it looked like a Bond movie, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they're actually using James Bond. So I think that's that's my history of this. And I this may only be my third watch through of this movie entirely, um, and I could be perfectly happy
0: dying never seeing it again. <laughs>
3: never say never again, though. Uh,
0: what about what about you, Craig?
1: I so I I vaguely remember like renting this when I was younger and, like, going through all the Bond movies, you know. uh, But the, you know, interesting thing is, like, back then, you know, we didn't have the internet, really. Like, it was kind of in its infancy when we were getting into Bond, me and my uh, buddy Andy. And so I don't really, like, I remember, like, watching it and not being very enthusiastic about this one. But I also don't really, like, remember, like, hating it. I just don't remember much of it at all. And so I was kind of actually excited going into this because it was like, oh, I, you know, this is like the weird, uh, unloved stepchild of the Bond movies. Like, you know, there are Bond movies that I disliked when I was younger that now I've gone back to that I'm like, oh, this is actually a lot better than I thought or remembered. Uh, And uh, I I wasn't very enthusiastic uh, when this was over. In fact, (laughs) uh, uh, Hovercraft Joe, I actually thought of you specifically Because you've mentioned before when we've recorded that sometimes you'll have to, like, stop movies in the middle of them and then, like, go, you know, finish them later. Uh, And that always always, confused me. Always. (laughs) I always was just, like, in the back of my head, I was like, man, Hovercraft (laughs) Joe's a weird dude. I don't know anyone who has to, like, pause (laughs) in the middle of a movie. But I literally paused at one point because I thought it was almost over. And I was like, it's been an hour? There's an hour (laughs) and 15 minutes fucking left? And I had to stop and, like, go watch, like, some anime and, like, detox for a bit. And came back, like, an hour, an hour and a half later. I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's power through. Well, I will say what's funny
0: is, like, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. We usually record the show on Friday nights. This is a Sunday night we're recording. There were some technical difficulties. We couldn't record it on the Friday. But I was literally, like trying to power through the end of this movie like i'd gotten all my work done for the day and i'm like on the couch it's like three o'clock on friday i'm trying to power through the end of this movie and then we got the message from lpj was like hey we might not be able to record tonight there was like 15 minutes left i was like "Hmm, do i just stop
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i but i I finished it i finished it um i also uh i i mean this this episode was going to be inevitable of course uh you know but uh, I will say, uh, uh, some weeks ago, uh, LPJ had told me, he was like, oh, he's like, you know, we, uh, uh, you know we'll we have to have you on for another Bond episode soon. He's like, I don't know what we'll do, though. And I was like, dude, I was like, choose never say never again. You've always wanted to do that one, right? He's like, I have always wanted to do that one. I was like, yeah, man, freaking, freaking choose it. And so I kind of owe us all an apology.
2: That is kind of where the genesis of this started. Uh, You son of a
0: bitch. Because I'm like,
2: oh, that does kind of fit our mold. I mean, I think it's underrated. Um,
0: I I feel like you need to reclassify the the theme of the season because I feel like you pitched it as underrated, overlooked action movies. What it's become is movies that you think are underrated and
1: overlooked. I don't pick them all. So, LPJ. Yes. you, uh, You rather enjoy this movie. I'm very curious as to, to what has given you this nostalgia for the film. So, sure. so how did you first That's get fair. into it?
2: Um, okay. So back when I first started watching the Bond films, I was like, I don't know, eight ish, maybe a little bit older than that. I'd catch a couple on TV and, and Thunderbolt was the first one I ever saw. Um, and so my dad was kind of explaining like how, you know, what James Bond was and all these different movies. Um, and then, and then, you know, later on, one day, Never Say Never Again came on. I don't remember. It, it was probably on like Fox 50, like a matinee or something, you know, or like TV 20 on a matinee or something. And um, I remember, you know, sitting down to watch it, and I remember him walking by and saying, uh, "Oh yeah, this is a, the remake of Thunderball. It's not not even really a, a Bond movie." And that blew my mind. Like I could couldn't wrap my mind around what he was saying. I'm like, but James Bond's, he's right there. That's James Bond. That's Sean Connery. That's James Bond in a James Bond movie, talking like James Bond, doing spy things. And yes, it's very similar to Thunderball. How could it not be a James Bond movie? And I still, to to this, you know, up until I was in high school, it never registered that this wasn't like an official James Bond movie to me. Um, But I distinctly remember seeing the scene with the, you know, the, the the video game. Him and, I knew it! Him and Klaus I knew Maria it'd be Brandauer. Video game
1: scene. Yep.
2: Him I'm, and Klaus Maria Brandauer playing back and forth. And um and for whatever reason, like, like Klaus Maria Brandauer just hit me. Like, I think he's one of the best Bond villains in any film. I love him so much in this. Um <laughs> I know I'm gonna be on an island. People are gonna think I'm crazy, but I think he's so subtly sadistic and evil that it he's fantastic. Um, but that's what really caught me with this. It was, was him and the video game thing. And for whatever reason, this movie just stuck with me ever since.
3: The only thing that's sadistic about this man is the fact that he fucking watches his girlfriend behind a glass.
2: Yes. That's what's creepy about him. He's so, he's he's so creepy. He's like, he's creepy. He's very possessive. Um, He's just flat-out evil. He never really yells. He always kind of gets quieter the more evil he gets, and that's way creepier than somebody yelling at the top of their lungs.
0: He wears, like, sweaters tied around his like, a yeah, neck. Yeah,
2: that's like, real like, creepy, like, right? Like
0: a real preppy kind of way. But, okay, well, I'm sure you're going to unfold some more of these, these nuggets about your love for this movie as we continue. Um, let's get into some of the numbers. Uh, this movie has a budget of $36 million. Uh, a domestic gross of $55 million and a worldwide gross of $160 million. So a pretty decent return on investment uh, uh-huh. for this movie. It also comes out, uh, we should mention, 18, 1983 is the same year as Octopussy, I believe. Did it do yeah, better it than Octopussy? S- no, no, it did not do better than Octopussy. Uh, uh, fill up the combo for a second. I'm going to pull that up because I can't remember exactly where Octopussy, Octopussy finished.
3: It. Uh, I know that... So, if I remember right, Octopussy came out in the spring, and this came out in the winter. Doesn't that sound right? Yeah. It was this like was, a yeah. June versus October, November. December. Okay. Somewhere yeah, in between there. like that. So, which, okay. I mean, that was part of the, the ride, right? That was intentional. You know, they wanted sure. the two movies to kind of go up against each other. And as it turned out, you know, Octopussy won the official Bond movie.
2: But I don't think it was by that much, though.
3: Well, no, I have it now. Right. I have it What's now. So when we, get,
2: when we well, when we
0: get to the top-grossing movies, I'll throw it okay. in there. Um, so, like <laughs> I said, 160 million for a worldwide gross. I, I, I got to be honest. I was very surprised. I I figured this movie was a big bomb, but it was not. So, um, which yeah, is weird
3: to me because even the even Connery himself isn't that much like. I don't think people went to see this movie to see Connery, do you? Or maybe this is
0: I, th- I think I right, did I was did. gonna
3: say maybe this is one of those things where like the four of us obviously weren't either weren't around or were extremely young when this movie came out, but maybe the nostalgia of those that loved the sixties bonds wanted to see connery do it again and maybe that's what brought him in i
0: two thousand percent think sean connery is the draw of this movie if you're a bond fan and you're like oh man sean connery's playing james bond again i gotta see that
1: i guess i think also uh octopussy probably put it in the public's mind like hey guys don't forget james bond is around and then by the time you know whatever, October, November rolled around and the movie came out, they're like, oh, we get another Bond movie. And it's also this dude that we used to idolize, you know, in hindsight. Oh, go on.
2: No. And I think also I think there is a large section of the Bond fan base that didn't like the direction the series was taking with the campier, sillier um, Roger Moore. But you then know. what's bizarre
3: about, like, I agree, but what's bizarre about that is this movie is just as campy, if not no, more. No, I don't think so. I don't think this movie is- Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't think this movie this is- This movie is ridiculously campy. I, no, i know It's I'm, a bit campy. But, but, it's but co- it's sa-
2: co-written by the guy that did the Batman TV show. That tells you how campy it is. But not, not in the same way that Roger Moore is. Roger Moore is, like, wink at the camera, very silly, you know- Connery winks he, at the camera at very end this movie. He literally yes. fucking winks <laughs> at break, the camera. He breaks a fucking He does. Wall no, I, I will give you that he does. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, like Roger Moore's Okay, so Connery plays this James Bond very straight. Like he doesn't there's not a lot of up and down with him. He's not ever over overly excited, not down. He's not very comedic. He's just kind of right down the middle, right? Whereas oh Roger Moore. Always takes things up to the next level. He's always ratcheting up. When he's hurt, he's really hurt. When he's, you know, horny, he's super horny. When he's, you know, he, he's, he's extremes. He's a whole level of extremes. I think there's a whole, I know, sorry, poor example. I probably should have said happy. Um, uh, but my point is, I think there's a large section of the fan base that's turned off by that. And they want, because look at what they did with Daniel Craig. They went back to that style of stoic bond. I think that's well, what a they, large section of the fan base was looking for.
3: And they do it when Roger Moore is done too, because they go with Timothy Dalton, who's more Exactly. Dalton Daniel was the Craig. same thing. They went they had to go back to the other extreme. I'm not disagreeing with you that Roger okay. Moore is campy. He's absolutely campy. It's just that if they were maybe if 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 people were thinking that Connery being back was gonna be more of the sixties Stoic, you know, bond that's still not what they got from this movie.
2: No, but a lot more so than with Roger Moore.
1: I think that it's like Never Say Never Again is also campy, but just, yeah, it's like campy in a different way than like, whereas like, I feel like with Roger Moore's Bond movies, the campiness is like, you know, how do I put it? Because I, I think LPJ is sort of onto something there where it, it's like it's campy, but like almost like in a different direction than Never Say Never Again is in, you know, with like
2: there's a difference between being campy and being over the top. There's a lot of things in this movie that's over the top. There's a lot of things that in the in the in the Roger Moore movies that are very campy. I think those are two different things.
1: Well, that's fair because i i think we might be considering never say never again can't be when really what we mean is poorly written that's let's, let's, possibly hey, fair let, let, what, what, let's
0: put a pin in this uh discussion about the movie. okay because <laughs> we got so much more to cover um okay rotten tomatoes on this movie not available there was no rotten tomatoes <laughs> listed for this movie nothing we'll Zip, take care. zilch it was the first time I've ever pulled something up for this podcast when it was not on Rotten Tomatoes at all. It, there was an entry, and it just said N.A. for the score. So,
3: so I guess since there is no score, I, I do want to bring it up, and, and maybe this is actually against Hovercraft Joe Craig and I's argument. Uh, from what I read online, this this movie was... Contemporary reviews liked this movie. They did. Like, apparently, like, Siskel and Ebert both gave this... Like three and a half out of four, and then even looking at some more modern day reviews, there are still some people that find that this movie is good. Yeah, and I,
0: I'm really confused on that. They're probably the same people that are like, "Oh, the hidden gem and best Bond movie is on Her Majesty's Secret Service." I know we differ on that, but come on. Um, I, I,
3: I, I think with the with the contemporary reviews saying that they liked this movie, I, I think LPJ brings up. A, a interesting point with Roger Moore, in that I think I think that audiences were done with Roger Moore, as obviously Octopussy was a second to last movie, and he was old. I mean, even though so's Connery, yes, but, but yeah, that I is think the he, thing that
0: blo- sorry that blows my mind though is that like Sean Connery he looks old as shit in this movie, and yeah, he's Roger three, Moore looks better. He's three years younger than yeah. Roger Moore at this point in time, right? Am I yeah. right on the age? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, they're both in their 50s, but yeah, I think uh, Connery is Connery just... Connery was
2: 52, and I yeah. think... Uh, yeah, I he think was 55. 55, yeah.
3: Yeah, because he was 57 when he
0: did A View to a Kill, which there's an obscure Bond movie we should have done. <laughs> Next time. Well, I, that, that, would be, uh, that would be a fun one to talk about. I'll, I'll agree. Um, okay, so uh, top grossing movies of 1983. Um, number one is a, is a pretty obvious one return of the jedi <laughs> um then you have ter- terms of endearment and flash dance this movie first movie you've ever done in 1983 so cross another year off the uh year wow. list wow
3: that must mean we f- we have to have finished the 80s by now then right like i'm shocked we hadn't hit every year in the. Do we, 80s i don't think yet.
2: we've done an 82 really mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't, we, we, yeah, or an 81. Would, I don't think we've done an 82 or an 81. You
0: would think at this point that we'd have some kind of like master list for this, but I, yeah. I th- we, we don't. Um, <laughs> so Return of the Jedi's number one, ter- Terms of Endearment 2, Flashdance 3. This movie, this blew my mind, Never Say Never Again, comes in 14th in the domestic box office. And um, just for comparison, Octopussy comes in at... 60 uh 6 sorry in the domestic box office it's domestic gross is 67 million this movie's domestic gross is 55 million so not like an insane difference between the two
2: what was the worldwide though what? do you know what the worldwide on uh, octopus was
0: worldwide well, on octopusy okay well yeah i don't have it worldwide right worldwide was
2: 187 so about the same about the same distance
0: yeah 160 is uh, worldwide for this. so yeah i mean they're they're not like a gigantic difference between um the two which like i said when i i was prepared a lot of times when you do these movies i gotta scroll way down to find where they are i was shocked when i got the 14 and never say never again was there i was like what um almost as shocked as i was when i saw who directed this movie but that'll be coming up in a second okay (laughs) well Uh, you
3: did say Flashdance was number three for this year so i think that should have given you a little bit of a hint about the year in movies of 1983 Turn of the Jedi didn't have a lot of competition, did it? <laughs> Doesn't seem that way.
0: That's true. Uh, okay, so cast of this movie, we all, we obviously mentioned uh, Sean Connery as James Bond. Uh, Which, Basel- can I can I bring up just a couple things about Connery real quick? So apparently he got
3: paid three million to do the movie, and that included <laughs> he got approval of all casting and script changes which I believe is also the, the Rock when we did that movie. I believe he also had a lot of those kind of rights and says and whatnot. Uh, and he was promised a percentage of The profits, Um, which I found was hilarious as well. Yeah, he made and, some money in this movie. Oh, yeah. And then he also got to train. Did you guys see who he trained with for this movie?
0: Steven Seagal, Ooh. right? Steven yep.
3: Seagal he trained, <laughs> which I don't know what I saw there that Steven Seagal did, but... Regardless, apparently Seagal did break his wrist while they were rehearsing one day. (laughs) That's because
1: his bones were old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, Kim Basinger as Domino, uh, Max von Sitto as Blofeld, um, and who else do I know in this movie? Uh, Rowan Atkinson shows up in it
1: fucking uh, rowan atkins i was so confused when mr bean popped out and i was like what's the guy from black Adder doing here
0: oh so and, and uh lpj i'll steal a little bit of your thunder go ahead but the the big guy that he fights uh whose name yep. is pat roach yep. is also the big guy that indiana jones fights in uh Raiders of the lost ark that he punches into the plane propeller yep so um Nice. But who else do you want to talk about? LBJ. Uh, well, oh, we talked about Klaus. Ma- yeah, we yeah with- uh, Well, I. You guys talk about him like I'm supposed to know who he is, but I don't. Well, know who I he mean,
2: is, so. <laughs> he's Maximilian Largo in this Klaus Maria Brandauer. Um, he's an Oscar-winning actor. He did a lot of. Uh, he does a lot of. Um, I don't know. He's a character movies? actor. He is a character actor. He plays a lot of uh, like German bad guys. <laughs> You know, he plays Nazis. And where was uh, he yeah, in Die he Hard? Yeah, he wasn't in Die Hard.
3: I know. I, I, that's why I'm wondering where was he? He Missed there his were, opportunity there.
2: There weren't Nazis in <laughs> Die Hard. There were Germans. There were Germans. Hey, listen, racist. Not all Germans are Nazis. That's I never said the word Nazi. You did. Mm, I'm pretty he's sure he's not even... a Nazi in this movie. <laughs> uh, Barbara Carrera is in this <laughs> as Fatima Blush, kind of the other, uh, the other villain in this. Uh, Which, again,
3: uh, Barbara Carrera, did you guys see that she was nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie? Yeah, I, I thought that. she was great. I, she, I thought she, she was... Says, oh, oh, she does fucking dance in this movie, and I don't know why she's dancing, but all she does is dance in this movie. She's,
2: super, she's psychotic. She's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. the other kind of like uh, character actor is Gavin O'Herlihy, who plays <laughs> uh, Captain Jack. <laughs> he is in Superman 3. He is really? uh he is Lana Lang's drunk like boyfriend <laughs> who Superman punches in the face.
0: <laughs> I don't who, who's Captain Jack?
3: The guy with the I don't the know eye. who Captain Jack is. The guy
2: with the, guy the with, the, with, with the fake eye? Remember? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. The red hair guy.
0: For, Air Force, dude.
3: That's yeah, Air Force
2: guy. dude. I know
1: it's- uh, okay, you know the one that uh, she threw a snake at that was non-venomous caused him to crash, and then threw a grenade into his car after taking <laughs> yeah, the snake that,
2: out. That blew my mind. I'm like, so you threw the I, snake? Why not just throw the grenade? Right.
0: Well, just throw I, the I, re- grenade. Re- I I legit rewound that was... part. I rewound that part three times. It was possibly my favorite part of the movie because he's like.
2: Oh. <laughs> And then like, I
0: also like, don't
3: fucking know why the grenade. Why did you have to do that? Because I why? feel like he was. I feel like he was
0: definitely dead after the car crash. <laughs> yeah,
3: you mean when the car flipped over and crashed into a building? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's already How fucking dead. Did the snake dead. live? I, I don't think the snake did live. Did it? Do we? Yeah, know she, it? No, she picked, picked it up. Yeah,
0: yeah. She She was. She's like, oh my baby, you're okay, and then she like probably danced back to her car. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. I have a couple. I have a couple networks. If you guys are ready to do that, let's start with I guess. the aforementioned Barbara Carrera because she's still alive. So I was able to find a network. Wow, for her. really? What do you, What do you think, Sphinx, for Barbara Carrera? She's got that sweet, sweet "never say never again" money.
3: <laughs> it's all that dancing around that's kept her alive. Uh, I did read that she was in that very famous soap opera show Dallas. So I'm going to say she's making good money. Uh, I mean not like great money. I'll say fifteen million.
0: Okay. What do you think, Craig? Seven million? And that's me being very generous. Uh LBJ? Mm. Five million. Sphinx is right on the money <laughs> with the fifteen million. Wow. <laughs> Good we are not her. a video. We are not a video podcast. But me and Sphinx are dancing like she does throughout the whole movie right now. Um, okay. If only
3: I could show you all my legs. Because oh, there,
0: there you go. There's, there's a leg. <laughs> um, okay. Next up, uh, Rowan Atkinson. What do you think, LPJ, for Rowan Atkinson? He's got that sweet, sweet Mister Bean money.
2: He does. Um, and Blackadder. And Blackadder. He's still making things. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go 25 million for him.
0: Okay. What do you think, Craig?
1: Uh, I, I think that he's probably worth a hell of a lot. Uh, I'll go uh, $35 million.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, Sphinx? He's got that sweet, sweet. He actually became
3: James Bond, a.k.a. Johnny English. Um, I think he also makes a ton. Isn't he like a prized possession in the UK? I feel like he's making like $60 million.
0: You guys all lowballed him one hundred and fifty million
1: dollars. <laughs> oh. god! Oh. Oh. I mean, uh. like Blackadder was huge in England. I uh, and like you know he was, was a he solid was on Towers too,
0: wasn't he? Have Have we? I feel like at some point. Isn't we he did is Zazu
1: in The Lion
3: King as well?
0: I feel like he at has... some point we did some movie that he was in on the podcast. Like he had a small role because I feel like I remember looking up his net worth before and being surprised that he was worth a lot of money, but. Uh, who knows what it was. Okay, finally. M- maybe the- you're just a hidden uh, Mr. Bean superfan. No, that is definitely not the case.
2: Oh, he's uh, in Hot Shots Part 2.
0: Oh, that's what it is. Hot yeah. Shots Part 2. Okay. Um, okay, so finally, last one I have is Kim Basinger. What do you think for Kim Basinger? She's got that sweet, sweet Vicky Vale money. What do you think? Uh, Craig, you go first.
1: Uh, I don't know what else she would be in. Uh, I'm terrible with uh, actors and actresses, so I don't know. Like, uh, I'll, I'll... She out have ran another ten mil. Okay. What do you think, uh, LPJ?
2: She got that sweet, sweet cool world money.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was a like cool it. world. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go eighty million.
0: Okay. And what do you think, uh, Sphinx? She's got that sweet, sweet
3: M&M's mom and Eight Mile money.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. There you go, Mom's oh. spaghetti. There you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll
3: give her. I'll give her a hundred mil, Oof,
0: twenty million dollars for Kim Basinger.
2: Ooh. Wow, oh, that, that seems close. that seems
3: terrible. Maybe she had to give it all away to Alec Baldwin since he shot that guy.
2: Maybe <laughs> too soon.
0: Uh, uh, okay, so <laughs> this movie. Guess. this movie is directed by Irvin Kershner, which is like <laughs> Irvin Kershner directed for those of you who don't know, Irvin Kershner directed the Empire Strikes Back. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, arguably, we would just say that's the best Star Wars movie ever made, right? Like, yeah. is the Empire Strikes Back.
3: Objectively, I, probably. I'm pretty sure we did a Patreon back in the day, and I think we all did say it was, so. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, and you know you know what's crazy? Um, I, and I know uh, Sphinx and LBJ, do you know what the other Irvin Kershner mo- directed movie that we've done on the podcast is? I do.
2: It's the only, <gasps> only other movie that I've ever seen of his, with the exception, like, I saw... His most recent three movies. Sinks, you know what no, it I, is? You're going to be so mad. I, I,
0: you're going to be I, so I, mad. It's Robocop 2. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this dude directs Empire Strikes Back, and then he directs
2: Never Say Ever Again, and, and then RoboCop. Robocop 2, and then nothing ever again.
0: <laughs> that, that is that is incorrect because apparently he directed that uh, Steven Seagal movie on Deadly Ground in 1994. <laughs> the one where he's Oof. like in Alaska.
2: <laughs> no, he's in the movie. He didn't direct it. He's in the movie. Yeah, he's an actor in the movie.
0: <laughs> they told him he wasn't
2: allowed
3: to act, or he wasn't allowed to direct no, it. So, Se- they're like, if Seagal, you want to be in it, well, Seagal let you directed at
0: it. that. All right, I will revise oh, my Lord. statement and say he directed one episode of Sequest twenty thirty two. Okay, so there
3: you he go. did
2: not only he he directed the uh, pilot for Sequest also.
0: Oh, good.
3: This Lord. really makes me maybe second guess how much real control he had in Empire Strikes Back, based on well, these other movies. I think he did.
2: I think that was the thing. I think he did have a lot of control. Um, and then Lucas I mean, he did didn't not like have that. a lot
3: of control for this movie. So I guess maybe. That's well, I, I guess I the
0: question is like, Jesus, I, I, I always hate. <laughs> I always hate on the podcast when I find myself in a position where I'm trying to like, I wouldn't say defend the movie, but I'm trying to like have to say something nice about it. And I will say, like, is is this a movie bad because it's directed poorly, or is it just written and acted and like other stuff is bad about it? You know, like maybe it's not his direction which is the problem with this movie. Maybe he's a good director, but it was a shit movie to begin with. Anyways. <laughs> I'll get I that really off couldn't my soapbox yeah I
3: was gonna say I really couldn't tell you at this point
0: okay and then uh write it writers on this we 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 talked about this does someone want to cover it again like the actual breakdown of the writing credits yeah,
3: it doesn't really yeah matter. I mean it was that Lorenzo semple guy who again did the campy 60s Batmans um he was the main screenwriter for the movie but then once Kirshner got in he was kind of like pushed aside. And then the producer, who is Jack Schwartzman, him and Kirshner just kind of took over. And from what I kept reading, uh, there were a couple British screenwriters that were hired, but they were not credited because I guess there's some weird laws in the US for being in the Screenwriters Guild and getting credit or whatever it was. Hmm. Um, but it was said that literally every day the script was being rewritten. And then every day Connery was rewriting on top of it. And then every day, you know, uh, Kirshner and Schwartzmann were also changing it. So that does not seem surprising to me based on this movie, that literally they're writing this movie as they're going along. It is
1: somehow surprising that it went through that many people. And finally at the end, Sean Connery was like, Yes, throwing a jar of pee at someone would be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, Acid pee. But
3: it's not campy, okay? It's not campy.
1: <laughs>
2: that's that's not, not campy. That's
1: less
3: campy and more just bad writing. Yeah.
2: Look, it's way uh, less campy than Pigeon Double Take.
3: That's I, did fair. Also, I did also see that uh, Schwartzman ran out of money during filming the movie. Did you guys see that?
2: Yep. So he ran out of money?
3: It ran out of money, so it did take money out of his own pocket to finish the film. Uh, And then Connery was Connery, which the more and more we do Sean Connery movies, the more and more I'm like, he was a real dick. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad person. You didn't know that? I I mean, I knew he wasn't great, and I I always knew his history with Eon Productions, but I always kind of took the side of him against like Broccoli and Saltzman. But in all honesty, I don't think it was necessarily them. I think it was him. Might have I, I think he's just a mean, bad person. Apparently, yeah. well, he's, he was he, a terrible he, human. At, at one point of the of the um, production, he just stopped talking to people. It said he was like done. He would just show up, do his lines, and walk away. He'd be he'd be finished. And I feel like we said this exact same thing uh, with The Rock and and some other movies of his that we've done.
1: I will say. It's, uh, if I was doing a movie with Sean Connery, I would be kind of excited if he just came in, did his lines, and just stopped talking. Well, you know what? He's dead, so I guess the <laughs> joke's on him. Uh, oh, wait, is that
2: why we didn't figure out his net worth? Oh. Yeah. Moving uh, on.
0: The music is done by Michel LeGrand, and it's eh, whatever. It's, fine. It's, but, it's a song. But we are going to play the theme from this movie.
2: Right, I'm just going right? to play it so oh, we can go with it. Here we go. Never Say Never Again by... I don't even know who. Here we go. (laughs)
0: Never, never say never again. Never, never say never again.
3: Guarantee nights could be long and sweet. The message is clear, like nothing of it.
2: That's
0: enough of that. Okay. That was a how lot of that you, song. How, how dare you not credit Lonnie Hall? Sure. Question mark.
3: It's it is, like a cheesy Barry Manilow song, right? Like it's trying to be like a Tom Jones, Shirley Bassey song, but it, instead it's like a love boat theme tied in with like a early 80s porno.
1: It's funny you say that because there there's this weird like nostalgia I have for this song. And I think it's because it reminds me of like – the openings of like old crappy soap operas or something. So there's this weird kind of like, Oh, this is like a song for my childhood kind of thing. But like when you actually listen to it, it's like, well, this isn't very good, but there's a weird nostalgia for it anyway.
3: Yeah. That's not reminds you're exactly right. It reminds me of sitting on the couch with my grandmother when I was five, like watching like afternoon
0: soaps. (laughs) That's exactly what that theme song is. (laughs) Pretty much. So bad. Um, Okay, anything – this is a dangerous question with this bunch, but I will ask it. Anybody have anything else they want to mention before we start talking about the plot of this? No? No. Let's
2: just get get into the plot.
0: Do we want to talk –
2: We're 42 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to the plot yet.
0: I would like to say this going – I feel like all the descriptions of this movie are false because they're all like – a uh, retired James Bond is brought back into service. And it's like, I don't feel like he's ever retired in this. Mo- he's still working the whole movie. Like at the beginning, he's working. He's maybe not out in the field, but like they make it. Seem oh, like I think they, they to-
2: retired him. I think they're getting ready. To- Cause is it, it, isn't the, yeah, the start of, this- of the movie. Yeah. They're closing down the 007 program.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I will say one. I'm not going to fight this fight on this hill. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, real quick, cover
3: like- Christ, Joe, I'm sorry. They're, um, I, I didn't say any taglines because the only taglines are just saying that Sean Connery is back as Bond.
0: Yeah, I looked at those two and they're all just basically versions of the same phrase, you're right. Please
3: watch this movie because Sean Connery <laughs> is back. That's exactly right.
0: Okay. So this movie starts, we get that great theme song. We we have old ass Sean Connery, and he's like in the jungle, and he's like sneaking into what I thought at first was a mansion, but then I guess it's like a just a rundown mansion question mark. I don't know. Um he kills a bunch of dudes and he goes to rescue this lady and then he gets stabbed. And I'm like, Oh cool. Is this movie over already? No. Uh, then we, then we flash back uh, to London and it was just like a training exercise um, where like, I guess he's judged poorly because he got stabbed, but it looked like she really stabbed him, so I don't understand how it was a training exercise. Can I also um, say,
3: like, he's he's being told that he failed or whatever by M, which we know in the regular James Bond movies, M is, you know, like the boss of the 00's program. Yep. Did anyone else feel like this M was the biggest douchebag on the planet? <laughs> yes. He is so... Yeah. First off, he's an awful actor, and number two, all he does is just, like fucking scream at bond for how h- awful he is when it's like, you are equally as awful.
2: Yeah. I terrible. think the whole thing is he's like, he was like the new M brought in to sort of like close everything down. Cause kind of the crux of this is, you know, they're retiring the, they're kind of retiring the double Oh seven program or the double O program. Um, yeah. and so I don't know why they even bothered sending bond to that, like retreat if they're closing everything down anyway. Well, yeah, because and that's, that's in the book. Well, I get, that. I, I, well, get to, I get, they, they it had, that had to add in the
1: book. It. Yeah, but they had to add it, right? Because that's legally the next uh, obliged to do. <laughs> they so. were legally
3: obligated to make sure that they had enough of the book in the movie. So <laughs> I think they're like, "How are we going to tie this together?" Eh, fuck, who cares? We'll just throw him in the rehab center right, anyway.
0: Because the new, because the new M's like, "All right, well, you got you like old. You need to eliminate all free radicals," is what he says. So they send him to this clinic to like kind of clean out his system and get him in better condition. Boom next thing we're introduced to whatever her name is tia carrera barbara carrera sorry um and she's like she goes to like specter's secret base and it's in a bank i guess question mark because she like walks through a bank vault or something and then she's there and that's when we get like the plan from specter and it involves like uh the air force dude um and and i feel like there was
3: yeah there was more images on the cat than there was on Blofeld himself. Anyone else notice that the entire scene was just him petting the cat? We don't really even see Blofeld at all. Well,
0: I, that the, isn't that the thing? Didn't they, didn't they? Wasn't that like a Blofeld like trope? It was,
3: was always they... a trope to have the cat, but I mean, it was like so
1: like in your face. There's the fucking cat. I just made. Me... I uh, I will say, uh, watching this movie, I was like, that's a pretty adorable cat. I wouldn't mind if we just freezed on that cat for a little while longer. Uh, <laughs> though I will say, I did think it was weird that they showed uh Blofeld's face. Like they, because in the older movies, right. it was always just like, you know, like him petting the cat, sitting there menacingly and you never see his face. In this, they show him as like some mustache guy. I was like, oh, they just got rid of all the mystique right off the bat, huh? Well,
0: you, you gotta get Max von Sito that uh, screen time, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was one of those things where Max von Sito was a, you know, a larger bankable actor. So they wanted you to kind of Make sure he got a screen time in.
1: That makes sense. So,
0: uh, back to this, uh, uh, medical clinic, uh, Bond has that suitcase where he snuck in all the like fancy food and booze. And I, like so the, dumb. I like the idea too. that it was like, he like, Oh, he snuck in a bottle of absolute vodka. <laughs> <Like> you <laughs> could like, like freaking buy that at a gas station. Now I feel like it's in James Bond's suitcase. You could have done it
1: back then too. I think
0: it's, it's in James Bond's suitcase with like caviar and stuff. I was like, Oh boy.
1: Absolute um, coughed up some good money for that uh, product placement.
0: I and actually, also,
3: I kind of liked that scene because that actually would be kind of what like a James Bond in the James
1: Bond movies would do, right? But,
0: uh yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get totally. that. I just, I was just thrown off by the absolute
1: vodka. Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like some of that stuff had to be refrigerated, and it was in his suitcase for like hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'd be eating. Yeah, uh, well, you know, listen, from listen. A I don't, yeah,
0: I don't know about caviar, but you're right. I think it has to be refrigerated. Pretty sure um, we found okay.
2: the. Co- I'm pretty sure we found the cause of the free radicals. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe. So, anyway, so like, also, we find out that old ass Sean Connery is still getting laid as per usual in a James Bond movie because everyone just wants it.
2: Well, I will fun. say this: look, in in the defense of this, you guys are gonna laugh. They they don't they don't disguise the fact that he's old. They you know they make mention several times that he's an older James Bond.
3: Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, but it's still crazy that like 20 year olds want to have sex with them.
2: Well, that part is, yeah. Although, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know that uh, there's plenty of old men that are getting uh, getting younger women.
1: Yeah, so. when they're rich.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, Which, it's James. He's got caviar and absolute. So, Come on.
0: So, uh, so, Bond, like, Bond sees the Air Force guy, like, practicing with the retinal scanner. I feel like Bond, like, I like how Bond. <laughs> get like immediately gets caught like peeping in this window like <laughs> yeah. like they hear him or whatever and then they like yeah. get out, she gets out the night vision goggles who's just like standing there like in a doorway
1: she's it's, like oh it's james bond i will say it was very uncomfortable when like he he like asked like to be reunited with his sister and like she starts like berating him and hitting him and yeah. it's like this is a guy that you need for your like secret mission why are you trying to leave visible marks on this dude's face well, that's true,
0: too. Uh, this movie also perpetuates something that we've talked about endlessly when talking about Bond movies, is that, like, James Bond is the best spy in the worst world, but also known to everybody who ever sees his <laughs> face yes. by name, which is, like, to me, the biggest contradiction ever if you're a spy, if everyone knows who you are. But, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, okay. So, then, The next eye scene... thing
3: also, I'm sorry, real quick. The eye thing <laughs> is fucking preposterous, right? Because then we find out it was supposed to be the president of the United States. Eye. Yeah. How did they get the eye of the president of the United States? No,
2: no they didn't get the eye. They got his corneal patterns and did surgery oh. and did a surgical implant to change his eye to match the corneal pattern of the president.
1: Also, don't... that a bit
3: absurd. Totally Could absurd. Couldn't there have been a bunch? Couldn't there have been a way easier way to just steal a nuclear weapon? But
2: I digress. I don't know what was uh, in the book. I didn't read it.
3: Uh, none of that was in the book.
0: Oh did oh, you read it? Please, oh, oh.
3: please I've read Thunderball. Please,
0: please don't get Sphinx
3: started on the Thunderball
0: <laughs> novel. Please don't.
3: The book's pretty good actually, but I'll I'll just leave it at that.
0: Um, okay, so next scene, the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark tries to kill Bond while he's uh using like a workout machine. They have a pretty extended fight. Apparently this guy can just get like straight up get hit by weights and he's fine. I don't I don't know.
1: He he gets
0: PP
2: thrown in his Eventually. We haven't gotten to that part yet.
0: (laughs) Well, eventually. I'll
3: say Connery just gets... I mean, it's like... It's he like gets, watching an old man getting
0: beat. Oh, he gets beat <laughs> yeah, he up. day, getting beat. <laughs> it's like watching a grandpa getting the shit yeah, beat on him. He gets him. beat up so bad. And then, can you guys answer to me? What's the thing that the big dude pulls out
1: that just like cuts through
0: everything? Like what? Is I don't what know that what guy? that is. Does, that is. does no, anybody no. know what that is?
1: I have no uh, idea what that thing. is. I don't know, but I will say that was a little bit cool. Like the the like the metal chain that he's like cutting things with. It was like, all right, that's kind of a Bond enemy thing. I'm okay totally. with that. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, and again, not campy, but while they're fighting each other, there's a boxing match going on that's covering the noise of the real fight. <laughs>
0: that was a bit campy. Um, so Ugh. he throws Bond into what seemingly is a room full of chemicals, question mark? And yep. then Bond, gra- gra- Bond grabs a beaker. This <laughs> is so stupid. <And> we touched <laughs> on the right. He grabs a beaker and just like throws the liquid in the guy's face, and he reacts he reacts as if, like, he has acid in his face, right? Like, this is like a two-faced situation. And then, like, Bond looks at the jar, and it's just his urine sample? <laughs> it's his own urine. Yeah. He Fr-
2: throws his own pee-pee at the guy. That's That part is ridiculous, because it's his own, like, open-top, huge... Canister of his own urine that just happens to be sitting there, labeled James Bond urine. Yeah,
3: and why? Why is urine in a beaker?
2: I don't know. <laughs> why, why is the urine sample?
0: A <laughs> beaker not covered, <laughs> just sitting out. I mean, are Get they doing? Like, yeah.
3: Can I also say this scene totally reminds me of when we did the Naked Gun movie, and like the towel gets thrown at uh, Leslie Nielsen. And he goes, yes. Like all like that, like he's being attacked by it,
0: because that's exactly how that guy reacted to the pee getting thrown in his face. That that was before I was on the podcast, so I don't recognize that as a real episode. I, uh, I,
2: I wasn't. I, I don't think say. I was there for that episode.
0: No, I will say.
3: I, I, naked Gun?
2: Was, do we do Naked Gun? Yeah, we've definitely
0: done Naked Gun. Well, it was not when I was on the show. And
2: if I don't you think we did there, Naked that,
0: Gun. did Sphinx recorded it by
2: himself.
0: Sphinx recorded it by himself in his house. He's got a whole catalog of like sh- uh, episodes that haven't been released. It's just All right, I'll go back and look at it
2: later. I don't remember, the, I don't remember that we did it. but <laughs> I feel like we've totally done Naked Gun. I don't know that we have.
1: All right, okay. uh, as it as one talking. last thought, uh, I will say, if you guys... Key in my face, I'll react the same way. So, you know, I mean, you know, take with that what that way you will. Um,
0: okay, so then we get the crux of the plot, which is the plot from Thunderball, where the Air Force dude, they're supposed to be doing this exercise to show, like, with dummy warheads, but he uses his fake president eye and switches them out with uh, the dummy ones with real warheads, and then Spectre, like, takes them over and captures the, the warheads and missiles. So they have the missiles, Then we get to the scene that we touched on earlier where the Air Force guy is driving and the dancing lady drives up next to him and throws a live snake into his lap.
3: I'm
2: sorry sorry to interrupt. Update, we've never done Naked Gun. Okay. Wow, why do I think we've done Naked Gun? (laughs) I don't know. I knew what scene you were talking about, but no.
1: Uh, Fuck, we need to do Naked Gun. It's a non-venomous snake. She throws like a python into his vehicle and he
2: freaks out. Crashes. Listen, and then he he's you know what, he's a, a heroin addict. He's a heroin addict. There's no, we have no idea what he's actually seeing. So, so yeah. Can so we so also we bring up the
3: weird ass jazz music that's playing while this scene is happening? That was weird. You know, that <laughs> was weird. <laughs> it's, it's like. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's weird ass like, jazz music. Yeah, it's weird ass jazz music during a what is supposed to be a rather you know intense scene. A guy gets killed by a snake and then gets blown up by a grenade. And meanwhile, you got Coltrane like blaring it out. Like It makes no goddamn uh, it was, sense. It's weird. I
0: would I would I would argue. I would argue And this is like, I I don't even care, but I would argue it's not a grenade because she plants it. And then she goes back to the car and she has to hit a button that like sets it off. Right. Like
3: C4 or something or something. Either
2: way, she could have tossed it, hit the button. Yeah, but
0: to me, the guy was clearly dead after the car crash. Anyways, so then uh, Spectre uh, asked NATO, and maybe I got this wrong, so help me out, but they make a demand to NATO, and they want 25% of all the country's (laughs) annual oil purchases? Is that that what they asked for? Yes, that's exactly
3: what they asked for.
0: Okay, moving on. So they have seven seven days. What the fuck? What? like where where you come with that number? You yeah, it mean? seemed like such a complicated thing. Why was it just like, hey, we want two billion dollars?
3: Do do we want do we want fifty or hundred billion dollars to hold the world ransom for? No, let's go with I don't know, fifty percent of the world's oil reserve that you spend for a year?
0: No, 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 fifty is a lot. Let's make it twenty-five. It was a very, very weird number. So <laughs> uh, so they and they NATO has seven days to comply with this, so they're gonna use the warheads. Okay, and all- also, no hold
3: on. What was going on with this NATO meeting? Are we assuming that that was a NATO meeting? It looked like they were meeting, like, like in a classroom, right?
2: Yeah, it looked like <laughs> they, were, they were like they were in like a college auditorium, <laughs> yeah. a college like, uh, yeah.
3: And none of them could like understand each other either, right? It was. Uh, there's just there's so many weird scenes to this yeah. movie I, that I, you just wonder know. like what the fuck's
2: going on, baby. Did they just need space? Maybe it was like the fastest place they could all convene. I don't know. Uh, Honestly, all we we were
3: missing was like a scene from like Empire Strikes Back to show up. Like all of a sudden they're like on the fucking planet of Hoth talking or they're in the fucking Cloud City. That wouldn't have
0: surprised me if
3: that showed up in this movie. I don't
2: follow you on that one, but okay.
3: They just had to find a scene. They just had to find somewhere to shoot some of this movie.
0: So we're introduced to Largo and his boat called the Flying Saucer. Is that what the boat was called in the original Thunderball?
2: No. Like, no,
3: the Disco Volante. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, which that's, right. that's what it's called in the book, too. So I don't know why they didn't just.
0: They keep call it the, the Flying Saucer for no apparent reason. Uh, and this is when you talk about he, he watches Kim Basinger dance through a mirror. Anyways, Super back creepy. To, what do you back think to, he
3: does? Do you think he,
0: like, jerks off back there while he watches her? Well, oh,
2: absolutely,
0: 100%. You don't, you don't have a two-way mirror into a dancing studio like that unless yeah, you do the creepy stuff. notice how secluded
2: that office is, too.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, there right. is a I solid
2: just... steel door from between him and the main cabin. So he's got all the privacy he needs.
1: I will say, uh, Largo is, like LPJ said earlier, Largo is immensely creepy. Like oh, he yeah. is like an uncomfortable level of creepy, which I I don't know that I like that in a villain necessarily. Like it doesn't make me think like, oh, this guy's like a, a villain that like I can, you know, like I love to hate kind of villain. It's just kind of like a uh, just gives me this nasty, creepy feeling, which I guess like, you know, w- when your main character is also a creep, James Bond, you need someone a little creepier <laughs> so- to make you hate him.
3: Right, so, honestly, like we usually think of James Bond as being the creeper, but clearly James Bond is not the creeper at all so, in this movie. So
0: you're willing to <laughs> you're willing to say he's a creep, Craig, but you're not going to climb out of that ledge with uh, <laughs> LBJ to say he's one of the best Bond villains of all time.
1: Uh, no, I will not.
0: Okay, <laughs> moving on. I'm comfortable uh, so- being on
2: this cliff by myself.
0: Moving on, they put Bond on the case for I don't know why. I've no clue why. They they're like he's like at this point like working in the file room and they're like, Hey, get on the case and it's like, yeah. I don't know why.
2: Because at this point they haven't even connected to the fact that um Captain Jack from the that just got blown up is the same one that went and stole the nuclear weapons.
0: There is one thousand percent zero reason that they put Bond on this case. I'm just gonna go oh, ahead yeah. and say it. So uh, he goes and sees this low run Q. I don't like the Q in this movie. He sucks <laughs> with
3: this cockney accent. He's really cool, yeah. Like, yeah, right. He's he's got
0: such such a rough English accent. I, <laughs> I oh, just got done.
3: Uh, oh, that's a terrible.
0: I accent hate this too. Cleese, I hate this Cleese so much that I like John Cleese's Q better than him. And I don't yeah, like ooh. John Cleese's Q. This guy's not great. Um, um, and all this, like, rigmarole, and he gives him a watch with a laser, which is, like, the most unoriginal Bond thing ever. And then he's like, oh, also... Oh, he I'm gives him the pen. gives him the pen that blows up. He gives him the pen. He gives him the, oh, he pen gives pen. the pen. And also, he's like, hey, I'm working... <laughs> this, is- this stuff dying. He's like, I'm working on this motorcycle. If I finish it, I'll ship it out to you. It's literally, like, a set of handlebars. <laughs> 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 it doesn't
2: look anywhere. It's a frame, here. yeah. It's just a frame. <laughs>
0: it's a frame. I like that if, if I finish it, I'll send it out. It's not even started <laughs> We lost over crap, Joe. I think he's done. He's he's out. done. It's he late. Guys. Out. The glasses
2: it's, are off. Ten he's fifteen crying. on the Sunday. It's before work the next day. He's lost it.
3: Oh uh, blame me. If I get this motorcycle done from my chimney sweeping, I'll go ahead and send it to you. Did
2: you did you catch the the little dig at the uh at the at the other Bond movies where he takes the other watch? And it's the same watch that Bond's been wearing and like Goldfinger and everything, and then like just toss it aside.
1: Oh, I didn't even
0: catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so he goes to the Bahamas. That's when we're introduced to Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean works at the English consulate there, I guess. I don't know why oh. Mr. Bean has to be a character. He sucks. Um uh <laughs> There's that weird scene where he's watching dancing lady, like, water ski, and she, like, skis up to the bar and, like, splashes up. And she's like, oh, I got you all wet. And he's like, yes, but my martini is still dry. Um,
2: <laughs> that's a weird pickup, but okay.
0: And then that, and that, so, so
1: she's well, like, she's hey.
3: got, yeah She's, like, showing fucking ass cheeks, too, with that uh, outfit. Like, here I am just casually water skiing around this this harbor fucking half naked but so you know i'm supposed to be a villain you're not supposed to be seeing me but here i am putting on this
1: huge fucking water skiing show now i will say she wants to seduce him to to eventually kill him so like her being seen at this point but the only time but how did she
3: catch him how did she notice he, he was there was she water skiing? And it's like, oh, fuck, there was Bond at the bar. Let's go over there and get him wet. And then I'm going to have sex with him and huh. try and
2: kill him. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, like, I in know. Order for her to be out there water skiing, she would have had to preemptively set this thing up. <laughs> but didn't really know, know. Bond was going to be there. Yeah, I
3: well, have no
1: idea how she knew Bond was there. She didn't know Bond was going to be there, but Bond was there to investigate the trail. And she was there, of course, because she was working for Largo. So I guess she just saw him and realized, oh, God, this guy's got to die. So
3: he, she coincidentally got him wet, and then it was like, "Oh fuck, it's Bond." I guess I'll sleep with him and then kill him.
0: Well, she invites oh, him to go out yes. diving. These are she, all great questions. She great invites question. him. <laughs> she invites him to go out diving with her, and then they you get on the boat and like, I. The, you don't forget they're talking about like all this stuff, and I can't remember how it comes up. But Bond's like, "Oh, when going down, one should always be relaxed." Like, god damn it! Um, so <laughs> no, then. But that so was that, af- that's after they had sex, which you did not no, bring I think up. It, I think it's before they have sex. Oh, I,
3: I wrote it. I wrote it. Up. I said, what is this sex scene? Fishes keep showing up in between the sex and well, the sex note- is playing. Then I wrote, note- fuck this movie. Then I said, weren't they fishing? Why are they now scuba diving?
0: Right. Well, my notes say going down, one should always be relaxed. Then it says bone zone for Bond. I can't with this saxophone. I also said sax playing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, and then my next note says, "Wouldn't be a Thunderball roommate with a lot of underwater shit." Uh, okay, yeah. so then she takes him down there, and then I- I'm not gonna like waste a lot of time talking about this. I'm just gonna throw it out there, and someone can say whatever they want. But apparently, they are controlling a shark in the <laughs> to attack Bond. <laughs> yep, that's they it. place some kind of transmitter on Bond's back, and they have some kind of device on the shark that's drawing them to the thing to try and kill bond so there's like an extended chase sequence between bond and a shark that's it bond gets away he gets picked up he sees a fishing line he just doesn't swim to the surface. he's like tugs on the fishing line goes up it's this like lady that he saw earlier uh that he wanted to bang and spoiler alert he will bang uh, but I have to say, one of the, one of the things in this movie that like like there's there was nothing to me uncooler in this movie than seeing James Bond wearing overalls.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> like, not great. Oh, it was no. oh that so bad.
0: He's we- he looks like a farmer. He's wearing overalls at one point, and it's terrible. Um, okay, and here's here's something else that's so stupid. The dancing lady's like dancing around in the street. She sees Bond on the boat in the overalls. Then she apparently goes changes her outfit completely, sneaks into Bond's bedroom, plants a bomb underneath his bed, um, and then, like, Bond takes the fishing lady to the bone zone, and you think he's going to get blown up, but they went back to her room, so you see, like, this explosion in the hotel, but it was Bond's room, and they weren't there.
3: Which, uh, Mr. Bean shows up to the hotel room. How did Mr. Bean know which room Bond was in?
2: Did, well, didn't he set it up? Didn't he? Wasn't he the liaison to set everything up for him? Sure, I so. but I think he
3: was. was he was he setting up Bone Zone time in the woman's room.
2: No, but did he? Did he go back? He didn't meet Bond in the room, did he? Yeah, he did. He called him from the room.
0: He called him in the ladies' room, and he's like, "Oh, you are hard to track down. I,
1: that's a terrible, Mister Bond. Oh, I don't,
2: you know. got Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't. How did he track him down? You know what? Maybe he's not as bad a spy as we think he is.
1: I. Uh, no, I will didn't. say, uh, uh, <laughs> when they get to the hotel together, uh, they do both like ask for their messages and stuff, and so maybe it's supposed to be like assumed that the hotel clerk knew that he was going to maybe. Like, her room or something. I, That's it, a
3: strong fucking assume.
0: Well,
1: I, yes, I, I it think it's
3: just—I think it's just shitty writing.
1: So, I think you might be right.
0: <laughs> so after this, Bond flies somewhere else, and I can't remember where he flies to, but that's when he meets up. Nice France. With, okay. Yeah. That's where he meets up with uh, Felix Leiter in this movie. Um, and his motorcycle apparently got finished because it's shipped there, and he's got his motorcycle. Uh, we're going to do uh, some more to Kim Basinger. Uh, the Air Force guy was her brother. And I have to say this. like This movie loves side boob. There's so much side boob yeah. in this movie, right? I like there's. just boob. There's so much side There's boob. a lot of so, side
2: boob, and there's a lot of, like, just slightly see-through clothes.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I got to say this. So he follows Kim Basinger into, like, a, a like a spa, right? And Bond does a lot of creepy things, right? He's a creepy in general. But him pretending oh, yeah. to be the masseuse oh, yeah. for oh, Kim Basinger oh, yeah. is one They're of creepy? the more creepier things I feel like Bond is done in all the Bond movies. Mm-hmm.
3: That is super fucking, like, sexual
0: I, assault right there.
3: And I love how, like, at the,
2: so he disappears, and the other masseuse comes in, and she tells uh, she tells Kim Basinger that he didn't work here, and she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she, like, smirks, like, like, oh, I okay. just got, you know, assaulted, but whatever. He, he got me? That's a good one, Mr. Bond. <laughs> you got me good.
0: You were definitely, uh,
2: you, you were definitely massaging my
0: butt cheeks yep. a minute ago, but you know what?
2: You win you this me. round,
0: Bond.
3: Can, can I also say uh, I liked the scene when, when Domino Kim Basinger first shows up because, again, as we've mentioned, James Bond's supposed to be a spy. Now, the camera angle shows us that he's hiding behind a tree. But from that <laughs> angle, he would be right in front of Kim Basinger when she walks by. Yeah. But to our eyes, it looks like he's spying, where in reality, he would be directly in front of her. It's like, oh my god. Who fucking double-checked to make sure that this movie fucking works?
0: <laughs> so, so Bon... bon- sneaks into a party that Largo's having. He goes to the bar and he orders a vodka on the rocks, which I'm like, be better bond of vodka on the rocks. Come on. Uh, and this is when we get to the stupid video game scene that LBJ loves so much. So why don't you succinctly again, explain the video game LBJ.
2: Okay. So it's this. Hold giant- on. hold on.
3: sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick. I don't, I didn't want to interrupt quite I, yet. Can but I I am. At this point, how does Domino know who the fuck James Bond is. When he was giving the massage, she was covered. She didn't never see him. She only felt him.
2: Jared's voice. Act.
3: So you just, in a really loud room during a charity ball event, she just immediately connects it
2: that I don't know. that's who that was? Listen, man, I didn't write this movie. What do you question me for? <laughs>
0: yeah, really? Jeez, accusation. Back to explaining
2: Domination. All right, so Domination is this, it's a giant table, right, with a big vertical glass screen in the middle of it, dividing it. And then at the ends of the table are two seats with two joysticks. And um, the concept of the game is uh, there's a smaller screen in front of you and you shoot in this grid pattern sections of... Different countries, and each one gives you points. The one with the most points wins that particular country. So there's a blue player and a red player. Um, the caveat is, <clears throat> the more points your opponent accumulates, the greater of an electrical shock you receive through your joysticks. Uh, and uh, they also bet money on it, so forth. And uh, and you gotta and if you let go, you lose the game. So it's one of those like. As you lose, you get shocked. And uh, and you just kind of keep going from there.
0: And Bond is seemingly terrible at the game until he's not and wins. Yeah. He yeah. he was
2: sandbagging.
0: <laughs> Yo, is that what it is? He was sandbagging. I assume. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. That 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 tracks. Covercraft uh,
3: Joe, do you remember uh the Knob Snyder's basement and how crazy like like filled with shit it was? I do remember yes. that, yes. I feel like the game domination is probably down there somewhere. Still. Oh, I hope, and that's why and that's why Lpj loves it so much. I is hope. he probably he probably had it
1: down in? Yeah, his he
0: lo- there. he loves shocking the shit out of Chops <laughs> when they were kids. Yeah,
1: I will. Say, I still do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I will say, I when I was watching this scene, I was like. Oh, this is the part that L.P.J. loved it like when he was younger. I was like, "This is absolutely the part" because I feel like if I had saw that when I was like, you know, uh, uh, quite young, uh, that I would have been like, "Yes, video game stuff! Like hell yes!" Like I would have been so excited about. It. So like I can, I don't like now that I'm an adult and I'm like refreshing myself to this movie. I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of hokey and kind of kind of silly." But I can absolutely imagine watching this as a kid and being like, oh, fuck yes, this is awesome.
0: There's just something to me that's just, like, not cool where you're, like, you're supposed to see Bond play someone in, like, cards or some kind of casino game. And the fact that they're playing this, like, overly complicated but somehow still rudimentary video game is just kind of, like, not cool.
3: A fifty-two year old man, mind you, is, knows how to play video games. Well yes.
1: I appreciate look, all of the uh, centipede arcades that they had at the uh party.
2: Look, I, I'm not Apparently one gonna,
1: of the one of the
0: product placements in this movie was centipede, the arcade I, game. I'm
2: not so. gonna defend James you Bond being no, hold on. I'm not gonna defend James Bond being good at this game. What I am gonna defend is it being in this movie, because if you look at the scope of the world in nineteen eighty three, Atari had kind of taken over the planet as far as like home console systems goes. Um arcades had become super popular. Uh it was kind of like the cool thing to have uh our ar- like it was um what do you want to describe it as um like the rich people rich people and, and famous people uh it was like the 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 it thing to have like a big arcade room in whatever high society party you were, you were at. Um, so this is just you know like every Bond movie. It's a reflection of the time that they're in. You know, look at look at any Bond movie. It steals from pop culture. This is exactly the same thing. It's just stealing from whatever's popular at the time and sticking it in you know the context of a Bond film.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised in the slightest that this was in a 1983 Bond movie, uh, and it would have been filmed you know within the you know however many years before too. And so like the late seventies, early eighties had that big arcade boom. So like, yeah, for us now it's silly watching 50 something year old bond play this like made up arcade game that shocks you. But you know, at the time that this was just uh, an extension of what was going on in the world and like what was cool and big and you know what rich people could afford.
2: Yeah. Just like in uh, you know, uh, uh, in uh Tomorrow never dies. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Damn it.
0: Anyways, so. Um, I was going to have a joke
2: about giant ice castles, but, you know. Die another uh, day. Die another die day. day.
0: Um, so, yeah. anyway, so Bond wins the game, and, like, literally that scene goes on for seemingly like 15 minutes. I know that's an exaggeration, but it seems like a really long scene. He goes back to his be. house. The lady that we barely were introduced ho, to is dead. Ho,
3: in- ho, ho. Ho. Hovercraft Joe you forgot about the stupid goddamn dance that Bond does with Domino in the fucking middle of the ballroom oh, the tango. in which everybody that is there is watching them. Yeah, Why the is nobody else dancing?
1: Why are the they tango- doing the tango? That tango's is not the- exactly a stupid dance. It's kind of like a classic dance, right? Yeah. Why is it going on at this point in the movie? I'll explain. he asked for it.
2: Because it's Maximilian's party. Why is everybody else watching it? Because it's Maximilian's party, and he said Domino could have the dance with Bond, and that's how you do a tango. A tango is not a group dance. A tango was a one-on-one individual dance. Why the fuck did they pick a tango? Why couldn't they just do a little like? Whoo, back because
1: and the, and forth little Because because again, tango, you have to look back tango, at the times.
2: The tango was like the sexy dance at the time. Not like like the, lo- mean, like, the Lombada became, tip, right? like the lambada became like the lambada became when um, Dirty Dancing came out um the the tango was considered like this ultra like sophisticated sexy dance that people could do
3: i still don't understand why everyone had to watch
2: that's the point that was the thing that's part of the tango
0: i hate this movie all
2: right fine fine
0: keep going so they go back to the house the lady that we barely introduced to is dead she's drowned in a waterbed don't worry about this it. This house matter.
3: also has staircases that are like Yeah, that's it like M- like, it has like M- image. It's, oh, it's, yeah.
0: it's like an MC Escher painting with yeah. a staircase.
1: Yeah. So. I thought that was kind of weird. Like, I didn't necessarily hate it because I was like, oh, I would stay at a hotel like that. But then I was like, oh, that's still weird. Super confusing. And then
3: and then James Bond the spy is chewing an apple, crunching on it, while he just found that his partner is dead. Right. Did you well, did you
2: catch was, the other little uh The other little dig at uh, the other octopusy, where he takes the apple and sticks it on the uh, Hindu statue.
3: Oh, oh yeah, because that's, that's what right. the yeah. yeah that's what that movie is.
0: So, uh, dancing lady is the one that killed the lady that died. To, who knows who she is? So Bond like gets it. The motorcycle showed up, so it's like in like a seemingly like a styrofoam box, and he just like jumps out of it. And there's an extended chase sequence where he's got this motorcycle.
3: It also became daylight. Don't know if anyone caught. That yeah, horse. that was it. So was, weird. That's it ridiculous. was nighttime time when he shows up to the house, and
0: then it's and like daylight
3: and
2: like proper leaves. nighttime, like middle of yeah. the night, nighttime.
0: Yeah, it's um, weird. So- so there's an extended motorcycle chase. There's some, you know, a few gadgets on the motorcycle. It's not that exciting. And then he gets like knocked off the motorcycle like a chump. I like, just like, I don't know, she swings aboard and he gets like knocked off the motorcycle. And then like she's like crazy and she's like talking about how like, oh, say you're like the the I'm the greatest like lover you ever had, and like seemingly threatening to shoot him in the dick, right? Like she's yeah. like I'm oh, yeah. shoot you in the dick. She's she's, dre- like, she's dressed like a pirate
1: wench too. Did we bring that up? <laughs> (laughs) Right, there's a lot of avant garde
2: clothing in this. Lot of avant garde clothing.
1: That was easily the hottest outfit she was in (laughs) the (laughs) entire movie. That's easily.
0: So she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna shoot you in the dick unless you write down on this old newspaper like that I was the best lover you ever had, and then but then Bond pulls out the pen the exploding pen and shoots her with it and then it like it kind of <laughs> takes a minute and then it exploded she literally blows into like 10 hundred billion like her
2: pieces. arm goes flying like she is blown up it is awesome <laughs> So can,
3: can, can I ask what was she gonna do with this newspaper that said that I don't she's crazy James man. Bond was the best lover ever. Was she gonna Two put things. it in a newspaper because she's a villain so then she would just show to the whole world that she's a bad person and they'd be able to find her like what
1: the hell is the point of that? Two things. one, I uh, I love that they they just had to put in more misogyny and were like you know like yeah, let's make her weird and hysterical like great good job writers. Uh, but two, I I kind of – I don't hate Felix in this movie, but it is so cheesy when he comes in and he's like, man, I told you about those pens from Q. I had one and it like, almost killed me. And it's just like this is so cheesy. Also,
0: don't forget that seemingly Felix was there the whole time and Bob's like, why didn't you come help me? And he's uh, like, oh, you had
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> You had it. You're about to get shot in the dick. <laughs> it, then, it took you it took you to blow up the woman
0: for you to not die. They don't forget the scene ends with them for some reason both stripping down to like their boxers and undershirts and like escaping. I don't know why they had to like get anyways.
2: It was a Rocky spoof.
1: Okay.
0: So, Oh,
1: yeah, I think it was, yeah. wasn't yeah. it?
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so then there's more underwater stuff. They're like kind of diving around the flying saucer. Bond gets into the flying saucer, but then it like locks him in there and takes off. And Largo's like, "Oh, hey Bond, you're on the ship." And then kind of just lets him wander around wherever he wants to go on the ship, which I thought was yep, kind of weird. Um, Bond uh, creates like a diversion and he said sent- he goes into the masturbation room. And he sends <laughs> <laughs> He sends a I well that's what you guys said was going on in there. Uh, I mean, it was. He sends a message to he sends a message to M letting him know where the boat is going. Um, hey guys, then- before I do world domination, I gotta to go to the masturbation room first, alright? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sure I'm sure a bond got in there and was like, oh, it's a masturbation room.
0: I know what to do here.
2: You he had to crank one let me, out. Let me open up this two way mirror first.
0: <laughs> the two way mirror was open, but, Lar- but Largo was in the room. Um so okay. Okay, we're we're basically <laughs> on the home stretch here i feel like we can power through oh, but there are there is some ridiculous stuff still to come up so anyways um <laughs> they they arrive at like i don't know an island castle and i don't know imp- what the fuck is this scene they imprisoned bond there <laughs> and they're and he's like he's knows that domino betrayed him at this point so she's like gonna sell him off to like she's gonna sell her off to like i don't know some like Raiders or whatever. (laughs) I don't.
1: Why did they have to put in racism towards the end of the movie? They were just like, this scene needs racism.
2: Yes, that's it.
0: So, okay. So bond escapes from his, his prison by using that watch laser a lot. He gets a horse. He rescues Kim Basinger, there's kind of a chasing with the horse, and then he jumps the horse off the top of the tower into the water. That's- <laughs>
1: oh, oh, my the oh, my god! Oh, my God. I was crying. I was laughing so hard
3: at that scene. Like, I was literally crying. Wait, let's see. Either I can go back to the masturbation room and <laughs> pull one out, or I could just jump off this fucking cliff with the horse and hope for better things. And Yay. seemingly
0: from what I read, that was like a real horse that they
1: jumped yeah. off
0: that? Yeah. Well, thanks so, a lot, like, Irvin Kirshner. But, but that, like with the, the far away scene, when they show the horse falling, it's <laughs> definitely not real. It looks no. so funny. Oh,
1: that's the scene that I cracked up at when it's like far away. And it's just like, yeah. yeah, so just so ridiculous.
0: So Felix shows up in a submarine. They get on the submarine. Him and Kim Basinger take a shower together. Cause apparently she's in love with him now for some reason on Un- who knows why they've talked like three times. Um, there, there's more underwater bullshit they're taking the last nuclear because like he tells him he's like oh yeah one of the nuclear bombs is under the white house how it got there who knows so he tells him they defuse it and then where are they taking the second one to i didn't understand i didn't i missed it i didn't want to rewind to find out they're taking it somewhere underwater it was
1: uh uh like the edge of some oil fields they're just gonna like detonate it and destroy like the world's like oil
2: because that was that was kind of the plan they wanted 25 percent of the world's oil production <clears throat> so that they could they want destroy. want the
3: money worth of the oil production. They didn't want the actual production. Right, they, the they want the worth, money. money, right. yeah.
2: It's because then um, once they blow it up, they have all the money from those reserves. Okay. So Because they're basically so, killing the oil industry but taking as much money as they can from it before they do it.
3: Which I will say, this is an era when oil prices are at an all-time high too. Right. So, I mean, I can see where there's some of that going on.
0: So then they're like, oh, we got to catch up to Largo. And Bond's like, hey, do you have bullshit device number five on here? And the guy's like, how do you know about that? That's top secret. And Bond's like, I read about it in a Russian training manual or something. Who knows what it is? What is the secret thing? I don't know. They shoot missiles out of the sub that become (laughs) jetpacks. Jet
1: things? I couldn't tell you. Right? They
0: turn into, like, jetpacks or something? It's just like a hover
1: platform. I you know, in – was it even Thunderball, the, like, a uh, uh, jet belt? Yeah. That yeah. he had So like, you know, maybe they were just like, okay, they're not going to let us do this movie unless Bond jets around. What do we do to make this happen? And they just threw it in. I think that's exactly what it, was... it is. I think they tried to
0: one-up Thunderball, even though it was 20 years later. Maybe. I just think it was funny that they flew through the air to land over the water to land to get on scuba gear and then get back in the water.
2: Yeah, Dang. that was ridiculous. <laughs>
0: It's Anyways, oh. so they go into these underground caves to catch uh, Largo, uh, the Navy shows up, and there's like that classic James Bond shootout. This, by the way, was the point when I realized that we weren't recording this episode on Friday, and I was like, oh, I really don't want to finish it. So... <laughs>
3: Can I say, though, like, is this like a traditional, like, James Bond shootout? Because I kept thinking Writers of the Lost Ark, to be completely honest. It looked like they were in fucking ancient
0: Egypt all of a sudden. Well, I, but, just meant that it, I just meant that it was like the good guys are all wearing the same outfits and the bad guys are all wearing the same yeah. outfits and they're like... D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. It
3: was
1: just such a weird set of scenery that was going on during it the It was. Shootout. I will say, though, at looking at it as objectively as possible, uh, I didn't hate this scene, like the, the Felix and the, the Navy coming in and like, you know, like it felt like there was a bit of action. It it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it, with, the, with the rest of the movie I look at it in a negative light, but if I'm looking at it objectively, I feel like the shootout in the temple, the scenery looks kind of cool. Is it like a typical Bond base? No. But, I don't know, like it looked <laughs> neat.
2: Well, and, and realistically it's not supposed to be a base. It's the ruins of the city where the oil fields, you know, kind of run underneath. So this just happens to be the place where they need to place the bomb to detonate the oil fields. It just also, there's ruins underneath this kind of area.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So Largo escapes with the, the warhead. Um, he goes to someplace. I don't know. He like blows up a wall. So bond can't follow him. And bond's like, I know where he's going, the oasis or something. So they pick bond up in a helicopter and then drop him into a well. <laughs> Yeah, where Largo is. Him and Largo have a underwater fight. Um, he traps him under something question he mark. He pins
2: him with the uh
0: Oh with yeah, the, glider. Right. With the, with the yeah. glider. Uh he o- he almost kill Largo almost kills him with a spear gun, but then Kim Basinger is magically there and shoots him with a spear gun and kills him. And then Bond defuses the bomb.
2: Yeah. I have a lot of issues with the ending of this movie. Like in general, oh, that's
0: it. Just the, they just didn't stick the ending.
2: No, I mean, hold on.
3: <laughs> I, I'm curious to hear it that sure. that's your issue with this movie. No, that's, no,
2: hold on. That's not my only issue with this movie, but this is my okay. major issue with this movie. Is okay. one, what do they do in letting Kim Basinger down there in some kind of combat situation? <laughs> okay.
0: Two, in a, in a sexy swimsuit. Too. Sure.
2: Two, I hate, underwater. Swimsuit. I hate underwater fight scenes like this because you can't tell who the good guy is or the bad guy is very easily. And there's not a lot of action because you're underwater. So it's not like you can punch fast or anything like that. Um, so it's a really anticlimactic, anticlimactic death for Largo because it's really kind of lame. He just gets killed underwater. And you can't see his face because it's covered in a mask. There's no dialogue. There's really nothing to it.
0: A very sad ending for the best Bond villain of all time, agreed.
2: I agree. I, uh, I was very disappointed by that. He should have gotten a final a final monologue, something. He should I, have had a final chance to be in the
3: masturbation room, to whack <laughs> one off. Sure. I, uh, maybe, you I know what, saying, maybe the
2: ending is he's super sad and he goes in there and does it till he dies.
0: No, I think... I think, I think uh,
2: <laughs> right? Right?
0: The whole credits of
3: the maybe, movie. Maybe is just, he rubs himself him.
2: raw and bleeds to death. Who knows?
3: <laughs> that's the whole credits. Of, while the credits are showing on the other side, it's just Largo
1: yeah. whacking himself off to death.
2: Yep. That's it. Maybe that's what happens.
0: I had
1: I'd take to say, that over to someone. At this point, death. i just, I'm done.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> Largo's dead. Bond apparently retires. He's relaxing in a pool with Kim Basinger. Mr. He doesn't Bean need make- a
3: masturbation room anymore because he's got Kim.
0: Mr. Bean shows up and it's like, I want you back. We need you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I'm never or something. I don't know. And then he winks at the camera in the movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be bad again? Never say never. Uh, wink.
0: And he, wink. Then
1: he winks. <laughs> he which is like
3: winks at the camera is- and then 007 Image shows up.
0: And that's it. We've we've mercifully made it to the end of Never Say Never Again. Oh. Okay, what's everyone got? <laughs> Anything else you want to mention? I don't I like have. Been... I don't
2: have any role reversals, so I'll I'll leave it that. Ooh, I heard the one thing. Is no, I heard I, hold individual... on, I selectively do not have any role reversals. Oh, okay. All right, you can do one if you want. I'm just saying. I... For time purposes, I didn't have one. Oh, I was
0: just going to say that I heard original read that they originally they were thinking about getting George Lazenby to do this as yep. opposed to Sean Connery. So, anyways, all right. So, oh. I, I was I had read
3: that some famous director was uh, was going to do it, and then they pulled out. I can't think of I can't
1: remember who it was. The guy who did Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, let's 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 rate this.
2: Oh, is that we're right? doing? I'm sorry. Here we go. Yeah, let's read it. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, we're good. Who wants to go first? No, oh, better question. When do you want me to go?
0: <laughs> you are obviously going last. Okay. Um, uh, Craig, why don't you go first?
1: Ah, uh, out of five machine guns, huh?
2: Yeah, you're you're not new. You know this rule. Come on. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna say, oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Alfie J. Like, don't apologize half, to me. I know I'm on an island. One and a half machine guns, so and that's me being kind of generous and trying to look at it as objectively as possible.
0: I'll go next. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm right there with you, Craig. I'm going to give it one and a half. Um, it, shockingly, this wasn't as bad as I remember it being, which is kind of a weird backhanded compliment i guess because it was not good and it's i don't know like you said it's not a bond movie and it's it, it, a parody of a parody of a remake and i i don't know it just doesn't work for me i i don't find really anything about it engaging none of the action sequences are good um yeah he definitely throws sp- at the guy. he throws pee at a guy um <laughs> it, it's just it's not no it, it didn't work for me i love sean connery Not as a person, but as Bond. No, no. um, Yeah, one and
3: a half machine guns, 100%. The two directors I was thinking of was Richard Attenborough and then uh, Richard Donner uh, they were thinking about having to do the movie. Um, Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to give it two machine guns, only because while I hate this movie and I hate it because it's a Bond movie but not really a Bond movie – it's so stupid that it's funny and fun to watch to an extent. You know, I usually like to go under two machine guns when they're a movie like I truly hate and can't like there's nothing about it I like at all. Like it's just like, absolutely a terrible, a terrible movie
0: like RoboCop, two. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> but but this movie was at least fun to talk about. And there's just it's just stupid but stupid in a fun way, which is probably why LPJ is going to give this four machine guns, but I'm only going to give it
2: two. all right, get ready. I'm going to be on, a, on an Island by myself and B I'm going to make some controversial statements. Oh
3: boy. <clears throat> if I like you go. This, if you go super high, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I like this
2: movie. I like how over the top everybody is in this. I like how straight down the line for the most part Connery is in this. Um, I think Domino is a little ditzy as far as like a you know, as far as a character goes, but at the same time, a lot of the Bond girls generally are. I love Klaus Maria Brandauer in this. I think he's very underrated as far as Bond villains go. I think this is a better version of Thunderball. I like this movie better than Thunderball. And I would happily watch this movie again. You son
1: of a bitch, LPJ. Yep.
2: Like I said, on an island by myself with this. For whatever reason, I cannot explain it. I enjoy this movie more than I should. Uh, I'm not crazy, though. I'm not going to go, like, super high. um, Because objectively, I know it's not very good. But voting with my heart, I'm going to go three machine guns with this.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'll give
2: you that. Yep. I, but but honestly, I see all of your points. I understand them and I appreciate them. Appreciate them. I just don't agree with any of them because uh, my heart <laughs> says not to. So um, three machine better? guns. I almost went three and a half, but I thought no, nah, I better not get too crazy. A three machine guns. Version
0: of Thunderball. Is yes. a Very powerful statement. Because
2: <laughs> I cannot get past all of the slow-ass underwater scenes in Thunderball. They irritate me to no end. And the other thing that really irritates me is speed ramping. When they take the film and they make it go faster than it was filmed at, that irritates me, and that's all over Thunderball.
0: How irritated are you about Thunderball's lack of a masturbation room?
2: (laughs) That again, Again, how do you make a boat like that without one? What are you going to do all day? There's no, there's only one woman there, and you know he didn't, and Max and and the uh, Largo and Thunderball didn't even have a two-way mirror.
0: You're like, listen, if it's better than Thunderball, because I don't remember anyone in Thunderball being threatened <laughs> to get shot in the dick. So
2: nope, no no robot no robot sharks or whatever they were, nothing.
0: <laughs> they were robot nothing. sharks. They were just. R- they radio might as crew. well have been
3: robot.
2: No video sharks. games. No shocking video games. Mm-mm, nothing. <laughs> This movie Leonardo has Didn't
1: masturbate once in Thunderball. Not
2: even once. Not <laughs> well, even you know, once.
0: Maybe in the deleted scenes. You know um, what?
2: He, although in, in Thunderball, wasn't he missing an eye?
0: Yes. He had an he eye badge. Once.
2: Well, maybe, maybe he had to stop because like he went half blind.
0: <laughs> this, this is gone. This is gone. How do you go? <laughs> I masturbated so much, only one <laughs> eye went blind, not the other.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other's got 20, 20 vision, but this one, comes uh-huh. out. And it's his right eye that is, you know, yep. conveniently, you know, it just makes sense. <laughs> maybe so, maybe, <laughs> maybe if
0: he jumps off too much with his laugh. Maybe he'll he go completely blind.
2: Maybe he caught a ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's impossible. He didn't have a tiny masturbation room. Uh, maybe he used to. Maybe he had to close it down because of the eye incident.
3: <laughs> Maybe because maybe because Thunderball had so much like speed up tape that he was just jerking off too fast and he ripped his dick right off. So he, <laughs> and, it, and it hit him in the eye on the way out. So, so he he couldn't masturbate anymore. It just it came right off.
2: Anyway, guys, three machines. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, uh, I got to say, uh, when when I got brought in for this episode, uh, I did not expect as much uh, frank discussion on masturbation.
2: Uh, oh, oh,
0: uh, Anyone who's made it to the end of this episode, congratulations.
1: Congratulations, you can go
3: to your own masturbation room now.
0: Congratulations, you've witnessed one of the all-time off-the-rails ending to an episode ever.
1: Uh, for your reward, we're going to all make sexy noises so that you guys can masturbate to uh, our sexy emotes. Uh,
0: oh, oh, God, no. Uh,
2: um, is that a Patreon yeah, special thing? Yep.
0: I'm, I'm real curious to see when people hear this episode what, what what kind of response we get on the old Discord, which goes into a good plug, LPJ. What do you, what do you want to tell people about the
2: Discord? Well, hold, hold on.
3: If, we all just got bone jacked from all this bone jacking going on in this
2: episode. There it is. There it is. Way, way to bring that in. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you go to GameZillaMedia.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and click the Discord link, you can join our Discord and you can chat with us and you can tell us how much you enjoyed this episode. And <laughs> you all can the wonderful
3: masturbation rooms <laughs> to yep. us that and how so. you only have one eye blind. Let's
0: <laughs> Can we not blueprints, open that door? Give us the
2: blueprints.
0: Let's not open the door to people discussing
2: Masturbation Room. Uh, We're going to make a home improvement show about that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make masturbation Room. Yep. It's going to be great. Anyway, uh, so join us on Discord. Chat with us to, about whatever it is you want. We'll, we might comment. We might not. I don't know. We'll see at this point. They may shut us down. I'm not sure. Uh, but... Woo. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and you can catch us anywhere social media uh, any, any social media and uh, we're also available every Mondays uh, wherever podcasts are available um, Yeah, that's it. That's all the plugs I want to do tonight Craig, thanks for being here
0: well, what, do, do you want to plug something, Craig?
2: <laughs> I was getting I, uh, to that
0: Oh, I didn't know you said thanks for being here like it was yeah.
2: the end of the episode I was going to have him respond and I was going to say, is there anything you want to plug, Craig? Alright,
0: well we got there
1: uh, well, I th- the only thing I plan on plugging is uh, the, the new show uh, that I'm going to be on, where I uh, discuss people's masturbation rooms.
2: <laughs> that I have nothing to
1: plug.
0: <sighs> that that's the that's the Discord thing for this is tell us what the name of our show about people's <laughs> masturbation <laughs> rooms should be called. We need a name for it. That's what we need to uh, do. That's going to be
3: the way Oh, can we call it Till Kingdom Come?
2: Eh, it's a working <laughs> title. But then, you know what? This question's going to be a real litmus test for who our true fans are and who stuck it out to the end of this episode.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. <clears throat> um, okay, well.
2: That's it. I got nothing else. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to plug? No, we're good? All right. No, well, in, this, in that case, this episode of The Last Action Podcast Has been terminated.
0: We'll be back.